Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live. We're going to preview NXT TakeOver Canada, Survivor Series, and one of us went to the APW 1111 show, and it wasn't me. But before I do that, I would like to introduce the William Regal to my Yoshihiro Tajiri. Fuck yes! Thank you. Hi, how are you? Marianne, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm trying to put stickers. John got a ton more stickers. I'm real mad because I ordered a bunch and they were all fucking shitty and half of them were minions and we don't do minions here. No, we do not. Yeah, no minions, man. No minions to be found. Yeah, there were so many minions and I was real mad because I got like 300 stickers for super cheap and they're all fucking lame. Yeah, I was real mad. Except for the one of Batman kicking the Joker in the dick. That one was that's, pretty funny. That's a pretty quality. Uh, and there's like four Totoro stickers in there too, which is pretty cool. But good. John has a, a Heist Invader one that I love. Yeah, that was I just sweet. noticed it. And the Hammer and Sickle one's really cool. Obviously, my Dean Ambrose sticker that I... I added a galaxy mustache to a Stormtrooper. You guys, I'm re- feeling real artsy right now. I got to uh, take a picture of it. Yeah, John... As it progresses. We were supposed to start recording when I got here, but instead we just picked through stickers and went, ooh, let's put this one here for like about, we were fucking 12-year-olds. For about like 30 minutes. And re- it was that long? Yeah, about. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Welcome to StickerCast. Welcome to StickerCast, indeed. Mail us stickers, but don't put them over top of the ones that you're not allowed to put things over. Yeah, mail us some stickers uh, if you really are still interested. Still want one in. of Dan's face. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. We do need a sticker with Dan's face on it. I there. want a, a Joey Ryan sticker. I'm sure they exist. They probably do. Yeah. I would he got He got married today, I believe. Yes, he did. Congratulations, Hence sir. Hence the reason why I'm wearing my new Joey Ryan shirt I that I got that at the APW shirt. show. That's a pretty sweet one. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I almost wore my new Reno scum Sure, but it's a tank top, and it's, uh, it's fucking cold out right it's now. It's very cold. It's it's very cold, and it's and also sh- very sh- nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you're stoked. I am, too. My we window like cold fan weather. is still in my window. It was a cool, probably 45 degrees in my room last Mine night. sucks because I could either have my air conditioner plugged in or my lamp or my or oh, my computer, but not all three. So I have to choose. Well, well that sucks. So uh, as we stated... <laughs> the beginning of this show, which um, will hopefully be a full show this time. I am not taking yeah. any chances this time. Once again, I apologize for last week's show. I am now recording on my laptop, the trusty laptop, which has never steered me wrong before. And I'm also recording on my Tascam DR40, which has also never let me down. So everything is hopefully going to come up Millhouse in a good way. There's a ton of Bart Simpson stickers on here, too. There is, too. So, Marianne, <laughs> you went to APW 1111, I guess is what they were officially calling it, yes? So many 11s. Um, yes, I did. I went with Jaren. We missed the first match, but it was super good, despite the standing room only when we got there. Mm-hmm. It was... I don't know why with such a hugely uh, promoted event, they picked a smaller venue than usual. Strange. And it was really it was really inconveniently set up. So if you wanted to get to the merch tables, you had to walk all the way around the ring. Oh. Because they had blocked it off. So if you were if you were sitting over kind of by the door or standing where Jaren and I were, yeah. 
and you had to walk all the way around the whole ring and then at intermission and stuff you had to go all the way it was just a huge clogged mess but um we only missed the first one first match but it was i was kind of sad because it was a jacob fatu match which Aww. i really wanted to see but i got to see joey ryan again which is always amazing yeah like any self-respecting wrestling fan needs to see him wrestle at least once in their lifetime like that and he's super nice he is very nice. He remembers man. who I am, and he was like, oh, always getting my stuff. You're awesome as usual. And I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> um, I got another shirt bringing my Joey Ryan tally to a whopping $8 billion. Oh, my God. That's roughly $1 million more than my amount of Dean Ambrose shirts Holy hanging hell. in my closet. Math. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of shirts, I finally got my Reno Scum one, like I said. Yes. It was awesome because he had to dig around in the bag for a small. I was like, do you have this one in a small? Because he knew that I was going to get one. And he dug yeah. around and he pulled it out and he went, oh, it's a tank top. And that's exactly what I fucking wanted. Excellent. I wanted to get like a regular one and then cut the sleeves off and make it a fucking tank top. But it was already a tank top. And I went, fuck, yes, because I was too scared to take scissors to it anyway because I fuck shit up real bad. <laughs> Cody Rhodes was wearing a suit again. Oh, what a gentleman. Yeah. He was out there signing stuff and Jaron like could not handle being near Cody Rhodes. So I took a picture of Jaron pointing and taking a picture of Cody Rhodes. I saw I saw that picture. There were so many children. Like at first I was the amount of kids dressed as Stardust were absurd. Really? Like at first I thought it was cute and then I realized that some of them were probably only dressed that way because their parents figured that would be the best way to get attention. And if they did, which is from an outsider's perspective, is really smart, but otherwise is really annoying. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there was one girl that was like fucking over the top, though. Was she like purple stardust? Oh, she was fucking over the top, like perfect stardust. And he got in the ring and he did the cartwheel and then did the little stardust thing for her. And it was fucking adorable. The Colt Cabana match was, of course, amazing. Some fan actually brought a giant cabana head, and it was amazing. <laughs> I was super mad because they didn't hold it up long enough for us to get a good picture of that, and the lighting was kind of garbage. Uh-huh. But from what I was could tell, he was super cool in person, too. Yeah, I met, I met him with Kyle once at a BTW show, and he was very, very nice. He was really fucking awesome. Uh, Joe and Jaron was talking to him. Um, the Joey and Cody match was like everything you would want it to be. Thumbtacks, huh? Dude dick touching lollipops in his trunks a dick flip there was a dick flip uh, a gummy bear spot with a legit thumbtack spot uh it was all over the place like it was Damn. legit everything it was perfect <laughs> the mvp and Cobb match was really good too there was like 800 million suplexes oh i bet i like had to go pee and i could hear every suplex when i was in the bathroom <laughs> and i was like good fucking god but people, because that event was, that match was right after the Cody Rhodes one. And so right. fucking idiot people were like leaving. And then there were some jackasses who have bad taste that were like boring and stuff. I'm like, oh, wow. Fuck you. First of all, it was, it was cool, though, that people left because then Jaron and I actually landed front row seats because everybody <laughs> left. And I went, fuck you, idiots. Um, they have bad and limited taste. But. The only difference, honestly, between where we were standing, though, it was like a PWG show where it's really hard to get bad seats. The only difference was that the closer you get, the older MVP looks. Like, he (laughs) aged like 100 years by the time we made it to the front. He looks so old. You should watch some MVP when he was in, like, WWE. Like, like 2007, 2006. He He looked so fucking old. It was sad. Then he went to Japan after that. He and aged like a hundred years. I actually need to watch some of his New Japan stuff. I don't use New Japan World as um, often as I should. Going back oh, yeah. and watching all the old stuff, mm-hmm. but 
I wanted Cobb to win, obviously, but MVP's low rent authors of pain goons ruined it. He know. legit had two goons that were like the authors of pain, <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell is this shit?" Um, I'm recapping all of these out of order, and that's fine. I legitimately forgot about the Reno scum match, probably because I blocked that spoiler alert, fucking heartbreaking loss. Oh, John, you were very. I was right. Inconsiderate. I <laughs> you was spelled right. it out, lost with a space in between each letter, and I went, "Fucking leave me alone." <laughs> I feel like I called that. You, no, you, I don't know. I probably wasn't listening because I'm such a huge Who fucking did they Reno lose scum. to? The classic connection? Ew, fuck no. I would have been, I would have gotten in the ring and kicked someone in the was dick Von for Nier sure. There? No, she was not. It was, they That's lost, why. they lost to some guy, I can't remember his name. That's why they lost. And um, Marcus Lewis. Oh. Um, I was shocked that they dropped the titles in that match. Because it wasn't them as a team. It was somebody that they had standing in because Adam had hurt his calf and couldn't oh, wrestle. Oh, shit. Yeah. But the guy that they brought Who, in, yeah. I can't remember his name, but holy fucking shit. He was so good. Really? I think he was somebody that wrestles at the school that they that they teach at okay. or something like that. He was super unassuming looking, but Damn, that guy could do a Did mean fucking suplex. I don't remember who it was, actually. I he got pinned. I'm just going to assume that because you want you want the excuse for the rematch. I have no idea. I can't remember because I was too I was too busy. Like I legit collapsed on the ground and threw a fucking <laughs> fit. And Jaron was like, "Yeah, it was embarrassing." But then this guy that was standing near us was like, "That was fucking great." Because I was like, "This is bullshit!" Like on the ground, just like that gif of that little girl throwing a, a yeah. fit. Yeah, that was me. I was so fucking mad. That match was really good, though. This kid, he was, like, small looking, but holy shit, he could pull off some power moves. He was great. I'm going to have to look him up. Yeah, I cannot remember his name, and I feel bad, but it was it was a really good show. Lester was there, and he's a fucking man. But, yeah, it was just, it was really good. If you went, Wendell was there. We got to see him. Wendell. Yeah. He touched Cody Rhodes' hand. Oh, my God. And Jaron was like, can I lick it, or something like that. That's gross. Jaren, Jaren's such a Cody Rhodes mark. It's disgusting. That was it. Was really fun. I'm bummed that you couldn't go. You were. I was in Tahoe. Day drinking. Day, day drinking. Day drinking. Sitting in a hot tub. Were you really? Yeah. Sweet. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, Monday Night Raw was actually not bad. Let's Monday get to that. Monday Night Raw, which I watched with uh, Kyle. We actually said that to each other at the end of the show. It wasn't hey, bad. That wasn't that bad. So we start off Monday Night Raw with some Battle Bowl nonsense. Now, Marianne, I know that might be a reference that goes over your head. Quite a few references go over my head. I so I will that. try to explain to the best of my ability what Battle Bowl was. It was a WCW pay-per-view in which the there is the heel locker room and the face locker room. And they would have their names drawn out of a, I can't remember if bowl? It, it was a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things, you know, the turny turnstile thing. It was like a ladle. Like, <laughs> like the bingo things that they pulled the bingo. Didn't, didn't they do that recently? No, I, no, 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 no. This is, um, I could have sworn there was an event where Vince McMahon did that for some reason. Oh, um, that was for the drafts way back in the world. You you just do this and you pull out a name. No, it was it was from when I was watching wrestling. It was before a draft. Or it oh was, it was, wait, yeah, okay, no, it that, wasn't Royal Rumble. It was Triple H. Being okay, okay, I remember that. But um, so and anyways, you'd pick out and it'd be random people. So you'd have like heels and faces on the same team. But the goal was they'd have to 
work together to win their tag team match because at the end of the night, there'd be a huge battle royal, and whoever won that would get the battle bowl ring. Battle so that's bowl. what this reminded me of when we were just like, let's put Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns as a tag team. It was legitimately all uh, what the hell, why not? Tag yes. teams for everybody. Uh, and Tag a, teams for everyone. I believe I could be mixing this week and last week's up, but I believe Stephanie told the team that they needed to get their shit together, right? Was that this week? Yeah, that sounds threw, like something Stephanie would when say. When she threw the microphone down, or was that last um, week? I don't remember, but that sounds like something she would do every week. I can't remember what week it was. Um, apologies if I'm getting my... That looks perfect. This does? Yeah, right there. Okay, perfect. Sorry. So, we're, just, <laughs> we're organizing stickers as we do this. So we uh, open the show with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns uh, taking on Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns win. Um, let's see what else do we got here. Jericho On paper, that did not sound terrible. No, it didn't. And Cesaro was amazing and over as fuck, but not even he can make Sheamus likable. <laughs> no one can make Sheamus likable. <laughs> Apparently at the, uh, the uh, WrestleMania, it was either pre-sale event today or the going on sale event. <laughs> Cesaro was there and he brought Sheamus with him, but it was just like a picture of Sheamus. Oh my god! He just is like Seamus is here, and he held him a picture of Seamus. If he just like lost it or dropped it, and the frame broke. Oh my (laughs) god, that's so funny. God bless you, Cesaro. You're amazing. You need a better shirt that isn't red. Agreed. Okay, Jericho as um, you know, a team building exercise (laughs) buys Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Oh, because they're going to be a team against the New Day a little later on. He buys them presents. And their scarves. And um, Seth Rollins doesn't like his scarf, even though it has anchors on it. Oh, no, that wasn't his scarf. He doesn't want the scarf, so he gives it to to uh, Jericho, and he leaves. Or he says, I'm not a scarf guy. Not a scarf guy. But the best was when somebody tweeted a picture of him in the Indies wearing a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks Braun to open his gift. He opens it, and it's a it's a scarf that has anchors on it. And he goes, it's like a captain, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I don't like this scarf. I want your scarf. He's like, fine, you can have my scarf. I'll take that one. It's out. It's like the little captain stuff on there. And Braun rips his scarf and says, I don't like scarves and I don't like you. And then walks That's away. That's so funny. I can't remember. Corey threw a fit and was like, that was a $750 scarf. And yes. I remember thinking, okay, Jericho, I guess, gets paid enough to buy and wear a scarf or a shirt. But never both at the same time. Do you think there's really $750 scarves? No. There's no way, right? Unless Kanye sells it. Oh, confirmed. <laughs> we had a Sami Zayn-Bo Dallas match. All right. Dude, someone forgot to flip Bo Dallas over in the tanning booth. <laughs> he looked like like if you're making fish sticks or tater tots and you forget to flip them over and it's only brown on one side. Oh, like seriously, the back of his legs were super white and then you could see like a line down the front where it's like you didn't have time to finish. Oh. Like, oh my God. Um, my next <laughs> note, if I'm skipping over anything as usual, just hop on in here. My next note is, dear Lord, why is the guy in the mask talking in a live segment? Sinkara? If you... If, yes. I just said, yo, Sinkara, fuck off. <laughs> I, as soon as Sinkara started talking, I said, oh, no, Brian Kendrick, run away. He's going to try to shoot fight you. 
He's I undefeated. Can't be- I really hope that they don't start making starting fights his gimmick. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> no. Fighting around the world. I died when it was it Jaren that posted that in the Facebook group. Yes. Sinkara fighting around the world. I was crying. That's the <laughs> funniest thing. I might make that the TTR header. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's so good. I just put the what I titled it because I I put titles for it. I just put the backstage part where Noam Dar talks and I didn't care about anything else. Noam Dar. You just made the list. Fucking love you. I got to turn that up. And his accent, I was just like, that's the most adorable accent. Did you see the screenshot I got of him? No. You saw it? Come on. You didn't see it? He looks hilarious. Of course he does. He's wearing a galaxy jacket. No, he's his face great. just looks weird. I can't Leave believe you Leave him alone. He's the best. Except he's not over in Scotland, even though he's Scottish. How oh fucking God. funny was that? He was over. I thought he was over. I thought he was really? all right in Scotland. Yeah, because Jaren was like, how great was it that y'all even Scotland liked him? And I went, hey, Jaren, <laughs> do you want to ride to APW? <laughs> Damn. Shoot week. <laughs> yeah, the New Day versus Seth, Jericho, and... Braun. Oh, Braun. If I could make that a yawn in there, I would. Hey, but let I can't. me tell you, I've seen some footage of Braun working in uh, indie matches. I've seen some As footage if. of Braun working house shows against the big show, and he's doing kip ups. That's fucking ridiculous. I don't even understand. Like that match was great, though. It was great. I it really was really enjoyed good. It. Anytime Braun was in there, he was just mowing fools down. Yeah, but it was like, and it was like believable mowing them down. And yeah. the new day is on my TV like every week, and it's funny because every week I forget that Xavier Woods can actually wrestle. <laughs> yeah, and I know I'm wrestles. not the only person that forgets, and that's kind of comforting to me. <laughs> he was super good. Yeah, it was like what the hell? He came out of nowhere, and I'm like, dude, if he was by himself as a singles wrestler, he could easily be a great cruiserweight. He should be, but he, the cruiserweights are probably going to go to SmackDown. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll later. get to that. But Xavier Woods, fucking so good. fucking good. So more. fucking good. He pulled all these different. He was in there for a while and he was just pulling all these different moves. And it was like, holy shit, Xavier Woods wrestles. Yeah. And then I realized, of course he does. But still, I always forget. <laughs> uh, Rollins, Strowman and Jericho pick up the victory there. Uh, Sin Cara versus the Brian Kendrick. Dude, though, the backstage segment with Mick, Stephanie and Paul Heyman. Oh, were they panic and like... No, and he just said, (laughs) she just called me fat. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I was trying to remember what show this was on. And she did. And then she's like, no. I'm like, wow, be a star, Stephanie. And I think Mick went, yeah, she did. That was such horse shit. He was like, (laughs) she just called me fat. I did like that he did that because, you know, he probably was just supposed to like continue on but he's like nope she's not getting i'm gonna away toss with her under the bus yeah how dare you fat shame paul Heyman, stephanie yeah whatever anyway yeah. because paul Heyman can fucking handle it dude uh we had the... could you offend him maybe no i don't yeah, think probably you could not. ever offend him yeah probably not we had the bill goldberg brock lesnar 3.0 segment um, where 3.0 stood between Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Dude, Scott. <laughs> That's so funny. Scott, Scott, Scott. Nailing it as fidgety-ass security dude number one. They're all standing still, and dumbass Scott is, like, twitching dude, and is being a fucking mark the whole time. I wish they do, like, WWE exclusive where they just follow them around, like, as the security guards, and then oh he b- becomes more fidgety. <laughs> 
And then they just Fucking, become a tag team. And you think you think that Shane would be the fidgety one? No, professional goddamn yeah. Scott with his perv mustache is over there like twitching and watching shit. And I'm thinking like right when they started, when he broke through the line and was like beating them up, I like <laughs> habitually just went not the face, not the face, not the face. Because whenever a fight breaks out, Scott just loves to get pummeled in his pretty face. That's like his thing. But it was really cool seeing some indie darlings in there. Yes. Especially those two. But anyway. Canadian uh, homeboys. Back to the actual segment. <laughs> Which I didn't watch because I was too busy watching Shane and um, Scott. It was Goldberg. Goldberg. I don't know where Goldberg learned to cut a promo because it wasn't Why in was WCW. Why was he Southern? I don't, I don't know, but it was great. I, Everybody I, was like, what's going on? <laughs> I enjoyed it. He and Brock don't actually get into it. I don't think. Whatever. I'm yawning because apparently that's how much I love that segment. Uh, we had Nia Jax and Alicia Fox taking on Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. Yo, what did I say last week about wanting Bailey and Byron to be together? Oh my god, I was so excited. I was so fucking stoked. It's like they heard me and yes. I got my wish. And she hugged him and I was like, this is the and greatest thing. he was thing. so happy. Dude, Byron. 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 Byron and Bailey. Byron, Bailey makes you uh, tolerable. Uh, can we get a match though where Alicia actually gets like a legit hit in because she's a good wrestler no she she got stuff in but it was not it was barely anything and it was not as let me say she could she is better yeah than that and it was just like I feel I feel like they give her stuff and it's just jobber stuff Mm, I don't yeah. know. She didn't. She didn't get any like power hitting moves in there. It was just like I'm just gonna jump and land on you. Yeah, you know. Like, and that's it, it. Was just not in- impressive. And she's usually very impressive. So come on, do shit with Alicia. I thought Nia looked pretty good in this match. Also, her color scheme, digging it, digging it. I wonder if she'll switch to like black and red for Raw on Sunday. Maybe I say this as I have black and red nails. (laughs) So um, Sasha and Charlotte pick up the win. Uh, I thought it was a a nice little match. It was a nice little match there. And uh, technically the main event was Enzo and Cass in the club taking on Golden Truth and the Shining Stars. How great was that awkward fan though? Which one? Oh my fucking God. You need to go back and watch when they come out and everybody's like like doing the my name is Enzo oh, Amore thing and they, they cut to like one fan that was just the most awkward thing I've ever seen and I couldn't look away. <laughs> it was horrible. And then they cut to another fan that was awkward but not as awkward as the first one and I went, what am I looking at? It was so awkward but i can't i can't even handle the dynamics of that match i just i couldn't i did like the, the i couldn't watch it when they, they were like go up to the top go up to the top and then they just pinned him that was funny that was so douchey i did see the end of it but that one fan i was like oh this match i cannot fucking handle this after that one fan i was like i'm done um okay so the uh, the show ended with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan coming out to talk to Stephanie and McFoley. And let me tell you, the, one of the funniest moments happened in this segment. Where she said, you guys are on Raw. He, yes. <laughs> I laughed. Kyle and I were dying. We were just laughing so hard because You guys are perfect. at Raw. <laughs> Where he's like, SmackDown is clearly the better show. And everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. And she's like, you guys are at Raw. You know this, right? <laughs> It was perfect. I, oh, it was so funny. Dad Shane, though. Dad Shane tonight. Are you making the list? 
Dad Shane on Monday, you You just made the list. Yeah, dude. Dad Shane Dilf. Made, he made um, the list. Dilf for sure. Dude, him saying leading by example, fucking hell burn. <laughs> burn. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. So entire team raw comes out. Dude. And then entire team SmackDown comes out, and everyone's just running each other down. For God's sake, give Dean the mic. And Dean is the best part was as soon as um, I think it was Roman or Seth said it was Seth. Seth said um, when Roman and I are together, we're like unstoppable. And And I went, oh fucking, give Dean the the mic. mic. No, but that was that was uh, after when Jericho. No, when. When they were talking about best friends, and then Jericho goes, "You're the best friend ever, Kevin," and it was like, "It's the greatest thing." And then he just goes off and goes, "Stupid soccer mom's hair! You just made the list. You just made the list. Wait, Everything. we have a plug for that. You just uh, made the list. It was great. I can't remember. <laughs> it just it just went through everybody, and then I cannot remember who the fuck said Chins McMahon, but I was dying. Oh my god! Yes, I did. <laughs> I was crying i was laughing so fucking hard and i can't remember who james said ellsworth. it i love james ellsworth we'll talk about james ellsworth a Dude, little later on but like bray going all melodramatic and shit to braun he was like you he was like you abandoned me blah, 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 blah. and i was like bray he didn't abandon shit he got drafted to a different <laughs> show you're being melodramatic calm the fuck down yeah <laughs> and then it broke out into a fight because obviously dean has a volatile yeah, I mean, temper. Of course, that was going to happen. Did you see Dad Shane go overboard? No. What <laughs> when happened? he flipped over the top oh, row yes. and I just screamed, Dad Shane overboard. <laughs> I was worried there for a second. Holy shit, Seth and Roman, though. Yeah. I was so upset. <laughs> like, so upset. But, oh, man. So, Team Raw cleans house, SmackDown's on the outside. You know what it was? Leave it to fucking Dad Shane to miss the memo, the miss the wear blue memo. Because even Daniel Bryan was fucking wearing blue. Dad Shane, you were on Team SmackDown and you weren't wearing fucking blue. Now, did you... I didn't watch it, but I, I thought about watching it, but I didn't get around to it. The WWE Universe State of the Union or whatever it was called afterwards? No. Okay, so apparently it was just everyone was shooting on everybody. There was a TNA name drop. Yeah, I haven't gone back and watched this, but it's basically like two two people on each side of Renee Young and Renee just going, uh, why does this always happen to me? It does. <laughs> Poor chick. I love her. So <laughs> she took over the WWE Snapchat yesterday and it was quite I, I did see. She is a very entertaining individual. Yes. Let's see. So SmackDown Live, we open the show with Shane and Daniel. This is episode 900. That's so many episodes. My goodness. Imagine us getting to 900 episodes. I will be doing this for a while. (laughs) Dude. So we open the show with The Miz taking on the Intercontinental Champion Dolph Ziggler. I know I've said this before, but I think it bears repeating Maurice. Dresses like a drag queen. That outfit and her cinched wage. I love drag queens. I live for drag queens. That's why I'm saying she dresses like Uh, a drag queen. She she does. And I have many people who are. If you keep up with the world, you just look. She dresses like a drag queen. Like every she that that is a RuPaul's Drag Race outfit. 
<laughs> I am not a huge fan of the recaps, though, when they started with the recaps, but I don't think I'll ever get over seeing Sad Miz Face. Oh, my God. Sad Miz Face yeah, is so, so fucking funny. Let's let's talk about this for a second, because last week I mentioned how much I didn't understand why we had four people at the booth. And Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, and I don't know if I recognized it last week, because I was just like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Now, it seems like Tom is there... He is like a recap and um, he's a recap guy, a recap and preview guy. That's all he's there to do. We like Tom Phillips. And I guess they just don't want to have him do them backstage. I mean, I guess it's fine. I mean, it's something for him to do. Yeah. So I I, I don't hate it as much as I did last week because he's not like talking during matches. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. I guess he's like there to go over it and I guess it kind of mellows JBL out a little bit. I guess. If that I don't know how to explain why I feel that or way. Or maybe they just think that Otunga's so bad at recapping that they just do like, let's have this other guy do all the recaps. God fucking damn it, David Otunga. <laughs> so um Dropping that Harvard H bomb like constantly. I was waiting as soon as he said he has his wife help him through everything. I was waiting for JBL to be like, "Your wife helps you through yeah, everything." He did too, and he did, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> thank you, JBL." So <laughs> you can sit with us. I really liked this match. It it built on the fact that um, we've seen this match a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. It also showed us like various counters so they should be countering stuff seeing stuff coming you know ducking out of the ring reversing it that killer air with that drop kick he got did you see how high that was that was insane and uh and it was pretty looking too because most drop kicks are awkward as fuck yeah um the miz regains day one of the reunion with the intercontinental championship he defeats dolph ziggler via nefarious means with the help of his wife means and the spirit squad they didn't really help all that much no they didn't they didn't really do anything so i mean here we are again i guess i was kind of hyped to see dolph ziggler take on Sami Zayn, but because they're very uh evenly matched in style i think it would have been cool but you know what i i'm fine with the miz i love the miz so there you go 2016 in 2016, what a time. We had <laughs> Oni Lorkin. Yes! Somehow, some way, on SmackDown Live, taking on Kalisto, the botch king himself. <laughs> good lucha. He did a good lucha thing <laughs> and fell off the second rope. Dude, and everybody just went botchamania. I, I feel like despite the stigma surrounding calling a wrestler by a different name, I feel like you can make an exception with Biff Busick because Oni Lorcan is a terrible name. He has tights that say now, so it's... It, no, I can't it's true. do it. Oni, I cannot do it. The one and Oni <laughs> Lorcan. That's going to be a shirt. The one and Oni. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, my God. But then, like, Oni right Lorcan shirt. You just made the list. <laughs> I think it was Holland that made the one and Oni joke. Oh, did he? I think he made one that was um, that's terrible. Something like that it was. Well, that's, that's a Holland status joke, though. That's fine. I wrote, "Holy shit, Biff! You're not actually supposed to hit him, dude." He was beating the shit out of him, and, and it was that great. match was like, I'm I'm exaggerating, like thirty seconds long. Yeah, it was very short. But he got 
he made good of that 30 seconds. He, he looked fucking great. So I was very excited about that. Kalisto gets the win. It was almost win. an upset that he lost because he was so much better than Kalisto. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> Uh, and then we got a backstage segment with all of the, this was, I was so happy with all of the tag teams and Rhino and Heath go, we got somebody to come and motivate you guys. And it was King Buka. That accent wasn't exactly terrible. It wasn't now, great either. Now imagine that for like a year or two. That's so ridiculous. King Buka. All I could think was, fuck Rhino is tan. Yes. Hella tan. I don't know. Was it just me or did they curtsy at some point? Rhino and... Yes. They did because uh, King Booker um, said, and your team captains, and then... Then oh, did they he, curtsy? He curtsied, I didn't see and it. And then Rhino curtsied, and I went, did I just imagine that? And I rewound it, and they did. And it I was fucking great. Oh, my God. For real, though, Brizongo stole my life gimmick <laughs> annoying noises and petty fashion judgments is my thing my thing booger tea do you think they just recycle that king outfit though i mean they probably do i mean what if it's cursed though oh my god Could you king booger and then he he makes them put on the blue shirts and i went okay well now <laughs> it's easier for me to cosplay as brizongo and when i say brizongo i mean fandango <laughs> but perfect it makes the outfit so much easier we had Nikki Sawa taking on Carmella in a a decent match. I thought it was I thought I was having fun watching this match. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of work on the neck from Carmella. Yeah, Carmella came out before her music even started and then she looked hella awkward having to catch up with whatever was going on. I'm like, girl, slow the fuck down. She's just excite bike to be there. <laughs> That's a great Fuck game. Fuck you, David Otunga, for mentioning Naya's size, and that's it, and just ending it there. Yeah. That was just not doing her any favors and was plain fucking douchey. Oh, that's what... So um, Charlotte comes out, and she's like, I have a ticket. And she's just, Nobody she, likes me. She sits at ringside, and she then... She doesn't sit. She stands there. And Nikki is... gives her the Nikki Sawa elbow. All hail. And then... We're brawling, and here comes Team Raw, and then here comes Team SmackDown. And actually, my favorite part about this was Nia just roaming the countryside, throwing sheep everywhere. She's just like, just throwing them. Just throwing every person, just throwing them around. That's so fucking funny. It's almost like when you have to, oh my god. It's like when you're playing Donkey Kong and you have to throw barrels at yes. things. Holy shit. I did not appreciate her throwing around Alexa Bliss, though. But, because you well, Alexa Bliss is. So. What I realized, though, is when Team SmackDown came out to save Team Raw, I went, oh my god. Natalia is like the women's, the SmackDown women's division version of James Ellsworth. Oh, the like up- she has no real purpose in a meaningless title and just takes up space. So the other thing, because I, I feel like there was a backstage segment <gasps> there with was. Daniel Bryan and Alexa Bliss. And she quoted Chumbawamba. And, she, and then she was like, who's Chumbawamba? So I, I'm almost excited for her angle to be, she thinks she's giving inspirational speeches but she's just quoting songs it's almost like somebody's <laughs> playing them in her head when she's sleeping yes oh my god like That's brave what tyson new world Kid's stuff <laughs> tyson kid <laughs> is pulling like brave new world shit on her oh my god <laughs> could you imagine 
So we had the Ascent. Here we go. Here's a match. The Ascension, the Spirit Squad, the VOD Villains, and the Headbangers taking on Brizongo, American Alpha, the Hype Bros, and the Usos. And I'm just going to say, we're going to, I'm going to fast forward here. I think Team SmackDown Live for the tag teams should win because they have Brizongo. Because they have more teams that have team names. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> they have so many tag teams, and well, I'm so I mean, glad Brizongo's on the team because, I mean, they are ridiculous, but right. they're also good. I don't know if you would count the Headbangers as being, like, regulars and maybe oh, even they're the totally Spirit not. Squad, no. but this match made me realize, oh my god, they have so many tag teams, and most of them I would watch in matches all the time. And that even includes the Ascension, depending on who they're fighting. Well, the Ascension can't decide what ancient culture they want to mimic, so they've just chosen one from every continent. They had, like, Viking face paint, and then some Egyptian stuff, and then... They gotta pick a side. They they gotta... What what the fuck do you want to look like? But what I did notice is Aiden English is whiter than me. My God. I'm, like, 2% milk, and he's, like, full-blown fat-free, like, watery, like, watered-down milk white. Wow. Also... Vaudevillains should not be wearing dark green. No? Don't like no, the dark green? No, Vaudevillains, men in tights. Uh, what about Maroon? But Maroon's different, but they did look like Robin Hood men in tights. They did. Go back and look at it. I've never heard a louder We Want Slater chant either. Dude. It was so much oh, We yeah, Want Slater. Oh, yeah, because he was on the outside. So much Slater. Oh, man. And it warmed my heart. It's great. He's got kids. Making places. Going places, man. So the, the segment that ended SmackDown... Was the cutting edge hosted by one of my personal favorites, Edge? Uh, if you guys have not listened to the latest Art of Wrestling Colt Cabana's podcast, he has Edge on it, and um, it was a great conversation. Just very fun. Uh, I really miss Edge. You heard? You've heard my Edge retirement story, right? I got no. re- I got really drunk. Oh at God! My, at my sister's. Um, or was it the engagement party? This is how drunk I was. I was drunk at the engagement party and... Drunk John is fucking hysterical, well, in case you this, guys were wondering. This drunk John was not hysterical because my girlfriend at the time drove me home. And then I thought about Edge retiring and I started crying. <laughs> Why have you not told me this story? This I, should have been like one of the first things you've ever told me. That's so fucking funny. It was so sad because he had to retire because, like, his neck's all fucked up. And he... That's terrible because I would cry over something bullshit like that sober. <laughs> you that drunk, so... emotional John is sober, Marianne. It's like the weirdest, like, it's I mean, weird. I guess it's not that weird. No, I, it I, is. <laughs> I, I really enjoy Edge. He's great. It's super hard, though. I love Edge. But it's super hard to describe Edge's looks without wanting to use the term edgy, <laughs> which I think is the point. But tonight, edgy West Hollywood Jesus. Yeah, he had the beard. He had Dude, for sure, WeHo Jesus. So all of Team SmackDown come out. Actually, I mean, he talks about like, hey, this is my, I'm Team Blue. This is where I made my name, Blue de Blah. Um, blue de Blah? Yeah, basically. And all of Team SmackDown comes out. And, Dude. and Edge is sizing them up, and he gives like a little speech, and he's like, and I want to shake this man's hand. For I knew it, what it was going to happen. And just, Fucking knew it. And he shakes James Ellsworth's hand, and James Ellsworth is getting mic time. This is, to me, the the craziest thing. 
and he's like, I'm such a huge fan. I can't believe I'm standing in the ring with Edge. Can we do a five-second pose? And they're going to do one, and, and then AJ, AJ interrupts. AJ, only one not wearing blue. But um, I'd call Dad Shane in this segment we're sneaker twins but he's always repping nikes and that's the dark side and i'm smart whoa no so i what excuse I, me i, I rock adidas because not as much child slavery equals not as much guilt in then my mind childs make good shoes <laughs> john shoe week i will i will <laughs> I will say that those child slavery kids do me a huge favor when I'm censoring Nikes at work because they always put the left one on the top and I don't have to unwrap everything in the box. Um, oh, hell. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's, it's almost like, and then Dean, it's almost like his pants are only ever too tight when he has to wrestle because he came out and his pants were like all loose. It was fucking weird. He knew he wasn't working. Yeah, fucking Dean. But he deserves an Academy Award for how well he does at pretending to chew gum. <laughs> Is he not really chewing gum? Oh, I can guarantee he's not really chewing gum. You're not supposed to chew gum in the fucking ring. Cabana does. The look I'm giving. <laughs> I know Dean and Dean. Dean, he just now. does it all the fucking time. Like, I feel like it's just a natural habit, that, and he can't stop moving. Like, I feel like he's a hummingbird, and if he stops moving, he'll die. Oh, God. <laughs> like, seriously. I hope not. Um, But that whole, all that fucking shit happens. So, I want to talk about The Undertaker. Yes, I Dude, said that. Okay. So, uh, the belt, oh, the entire time we've been like, oh, The Undertaker's here. He picked up his hat, and then he walked down the hallway, and it was spooky. <laughs> And then the Undertaker comes out and he gets in the ring and I'm like, all right, hold on, this is whatever. the The bell hit and I paused it to look to see how much minutes was left. I was gonna time it, but I didn't and have I it did. In me. I did. I skipped ahead to see exactly how long it would take his old ass to get to the fucking ring. Three fucking minutes. There was six minutes left in the episode. And he took three <laughs> goddamn minutes to hobble his old fucking ass to the ring. That's six goddamn... Oh, my God. So uh, Three minutes I'm never getting back in my life. I have a question because he came into the ring and he said, I will not be defined by WrestleMania. Who and, fucking cares? It's not WrestleMania. But then he said, I'm back. So does this mean, like, he's back on SmackDown? Like, fully? Or what? Because, like, honestly, if... So we're, what it, we're going to get is an hour's worth of wrestling and 45 minutes of The Undertaker walking to the ring and then 15 minutes of whatever the fuck he decides to do if he goes to SmackDown. Honestly, if he says that to me in the ring and I'm Shane McMahon, then I go, oh, you're back? Oh, okay, cool. You're on Team SmackDown now. <laughs> Shane McMahon's face is just permanent indifference oh, and most he, of the time. Oh, and he put Shane over. That oh, was cool. Shane no-sells he, the shit out of everything. I like that. He put him Love over. Love him. And he said... It's not hard to put Shane over because the audience just fucking yeah. loves Shane. But the one thing I did uh, say, oh, fuck off, was when the crowd was like, you still got it. I'm yeah, like, exactly. he's talking. He does not he's fucking... He's saying words. That's See, why... You still got it? He can talk? You can still talk? Yeah, and then like, he talks louder. It's like, God fucking... What? Everybody says you still... No. No, 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 no. Have you not seen the picture of the Undertaker with a cane? The man is old. <laughs> The this man is awesome. You can is chant. That's fine. Old. But don't chant. You still got it. He just fucking walked I mean, to the ring. Well, that and he says shit. God, this is just shoot week on the Undertaker. Well, it's always shoot week on the Undertaker. But he says stuff and it's it's supposed to sound ominous. But I don't know about you, but when people say things, I actually listen to what they're saying. And 
he doesn't make any fucking sense. Like Charlotte doesn't make any sense when she talks because he was like, there's no reason Sweetheart. to fear. He says there's no reason to fear failure. And I went all oh, fuck foreshadowing. Yeah. Goddamn literary. And then he says, but if you lose, then this. And it's like, then there is a reason to fear failure. You piece of shit. Like decide what you want to say. So I. Uh, Dementia uh, has hit your fucking head. I don't know what's happening. I'm sure we'll. We'll whatever so that's that was the end of the thing yeah that was a nice way to end survivor series Uh, preview uh, uh. so here we go we'll run this down really quick we have the miz taking on Sami Zayn. if Sami Zayn wins the intercontinental championship goes to raw do you think Sami Zayn is bringing the intercontinental championship to what what was i feel like there was a but if I don't think there is a but if. I feel like there was when Stephanie was talking to Sami Zayn because she fucking hates on him so hard. But I feel like there was a a but if in there. I don't recall there being I have, one. Because I feel like there was and that's why I can't make a decision on what I want. Like, I really don't want the ice. Well, what? Because then if the IC title goes over to Raw, then there's going to be way too many people that are possible contenders for the... The world US, title the world title the u.s title and the intercontinental title which will all be on raw yeah but then no because the universal well the world title right oh you're talking on smackdown yeah i'm, I'm talking on smackdown i mean there would be way too many legitimate contenders for one belt and yeah. that's just way too much going on I agree. but you know that people don't think um when they do well, shit. yeah we'll see i just feel like that's a terrible that's a terrible idea um i'm as much as i want a belt to be on Sami Zayn. i hope um sick ass belt too yes i hope the miz retains in 2016 i think that would be fine i'd be fine with that we have the brian kendrick defending the cruiserweight championship against uh, the good lucha thing kalisto uh if kalisto wins the cruiserweight championship and the division transfer over to smackdown live this is almost a foregone conclusion that kalisto is going to win this championship and all of the cruiserweights are going to go over to SmackDown Live. And it, it will only, be a good lucha thing. It will be a good lucha thing. It only makes sense because 305 Live, which did you see? The 205. Lo- 205 Live. If it's 305 Live, that's a big, that's a, what do they call it? A big lads division. Those are some big lads. 205 Live. Did you see the logo? Yes. I like it. I do as well. That was pretty nice. I do as well. So 205 Live. They can't Live, really fuck up that much because they have Morrow and Corey. True. 205 Live is going to be on immediately after SmackDown or before it or in the middle of it. Making I don't something. Know. Well, because cause if Raw gets three hours, even though, I mean, it's all in the WWE Network, that's technically would be. A third hour for yeah, this. So, a fucking sick third hour. I, I can only assume that just for due to touring stuff that SmackDown's going to go because it's they tour separately. Okay. So I, sh- I assume the SmackDown crew would in include the cruiserweight crew and they would all just travel together so so technically like if you were at a live smackdown show you would smackdown see the cruiser and the cruiserweight so it's all it's all together but the live broadcast on cable oh wow that's actually kind of cool i really like that idea so i assume that because that because that, that gets every if you go to a show then that you get uh, everything which is pretty cool very cool also i would not mind noam dar on you just made the list. So Fucking we have a, a couple of Survivor Series matches here. We have um, the women's match. So we have Team Raw, Charlotte, Bailey, Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, and Sasha Banks 
taking on the SmackDown Live team of Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. Carmella and Naomi. Um, rather than who do you think is? Wait, did you list the raw one already? You, yes, I did. I, said I should. Those. You should have added. You just made the list after Alicia Fox. Oh, I didn't. I'm you sorry. Because Alicia Fox. Who do you, you think? You just made the list. Who do you think? Um, you just made the list. You, oh my god, we're gonna drive that into the ground. Who do you think <laughs> wins this match? Raw. You think Raw wins? Who do you think is left on this team? What do you, uh, Survivor the Series elimination. Who do you think are the last people on this team? Naya. I'd say Naya and Nikki. Oh, you say you say it's gonna those would be the final two, or do you oh, think it'll yeah. be like Naya? Like who will be on Team Raw when they are victorious? Still? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna say um, it's Naya like for sure. Naya and Bailey. Okay, that's and what I'm gonna say on one, and then. Oh no! Like they will be the two survivors who, when the match is over, they are the two left on Raw. Okay. Okay, so do you think Raw's going to win too? Yeah, okay. I think they're going to win. Sadly. I don't understand why, like, by default, Becky should be the captain of Team yes, SmackDown. I, I think agree. that's bullshit. I know, I know that Nikki is, like, a staple figure in the women's division, but that's, that's not fair and takes a lot of power away from Becky and the title in general to I just agree. stick it on Nikki. You know, like, it, it makes Becky look kind of insignificant. I agree. 100% agree with you. So we have the tag team Survivor Series match, Team Raw. So excited. Which is The New Day, Sheamus and Cesaro, The Club, Enzo and Cass, and The Shining Stars, taking on Team SmackDown Live, which is Heath, Slater, and Rhino, The Hype Bros, American Alpha, The Usos, and Breezango. I'm going Team Blue on this one. I'm going Team Blue also. And I'm going to say the sole survivors, or not the sole survivors, the, the last survivors will be American Heath Al- Slater and American Alpha. Yes! Fuck yes! Heath, 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 Heath. Actually, no. You know why? Because they do... American Alpha for sure, though, would be Well, mine. they do this dumb thing where... Um, the if one person on the team is pinned, both, of them both of them leave. So I'm going to say it'll be American Alpha and Heath Slater and Rhino. Okay, that would be fucking sick. You have to, I guess, via finisher Rhino. Via finisher Rhino. Because <laughs> I think I think that SmackDown is a stronger tag team division. Completely, I agree. Completely, and they may have from an outsider's perspective, they have a lot of really kind of re- not like ridiculous looking tag teams, but they're. They're character tag teams that are decent. Agreed. They're not... The SmackDown Live is not all Golden Truths. No, they're not. And their Golden Truth is the is the extremely rich person's Golden Truth, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino. Dude. Dude. Double wide, baby. Heath Slater, bless you. You're the best. So the <laughs> uh, we have the men's team of this is Team Raw Kevin Owens Chris Jericho Roman Reigns Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins taking on AJ Styles Dean Ambrose Bray Wyatt Randy Orton and Shane O'Mac I'm gonna say SmackDown wins same same <laughs> I I feel like Raw has to get something and I feel like the women's the women's division of getting something you know because it's like a completely different like gender division kind of thing and so that's kind of like a one-up in one way and not like a complete yeah like an utter sweep if I, that makes sense right I can see the survivors on the Smackdown team being Dean. something crazy like Dean and Shane that would be fucking ridiculous that would be I would 
And I'm also calling it right now. Braun Strowman is eliminated via count out due to James Ellsworth, thus getting his revenge on Braun Strowman. That's so funny. I can only assume. So that the, is so fucking funny. The main event is going to be Brock Lesnar taking on Bill Goldberg. Um, I can almost assume that Brock Lesnar is going to get his win back. And um, Holland actually asked a question that I will just answer now. Um, over under on Brock Goldberg being better than advertised or disappointment? Disappointment. I don't want to be disappointed. But I have a feeling I might be. I'm going to say this match will be better than Mania 20, which I guess isn't really trying too hard. Because that match uh, sucked. So I, hope I, I feel like it's going to be a disappointment because I, I feel like most of the time when you get super hyped up for something that's Brock related. Um, yeah. Yep. All right. That Dean Ambrose match. So <laughs> NXT. Um, I didn't watch it. I watched one match. Because I didn't really feel like watching the rest of it. And because all of us can't have a bad match. Let's be honest. Uh, NXT hasn't been that good lately. It really has not. And I really, I really severely lacking. And I feel very guilty for saying that because we support Johnny Gargano so much. That's fine. We'll see if it gets better anytime soon. So I did watch the main event, which was Cedric Alexander uh, versus the. Very new, unruly Andrade Cien Almas. Both of which they're fantastic. This match was very, very good. I knew um, it. I knew it. Andrade, I'm going to go and watch it. Yeah, please watch this match. It's very he's, good. He's so fucking good. And he's finally like, he's he's in, in Governables now. He's just like, he did the, the little like um, roll through into the pose that Naito does. He was just like telling him to back off like hey calm down it was it was great it was fucking great very good match i was like yes i am so they just jacked naito's character and made him well no i mean um andrade was in los ingobernables oh yeah that's why he had the whole thing i was just thinking i was like andrade his his character in nxt was kind of like when naito was boring yes and then came back and was like yeah unruly Yes, exactly. Uh, let's preview. That cannot work as a solution to everybody, though. No, it cannot. Can, let's say that now. Agreed. That cannot work to everyone that is just a guy. Confirmed. Because you actually have to be good. Uh, I do. Imagine, imagine unruly Ingo Bernables like Apollo Crews. It wouldn't work. I know. He'd be like, Man, I don't want to do anything. And he's just I'm just smiling. happy to be here. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. They need to send him back down. Actually, no. He could maybe be in the 205. No, he's too big. He's hella agile, though. NXT TakeOver, Canada. Let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, we have the Revival taking on Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Let me tell you right now, the Revival are going to win this match again. And old John Boy is going to get turned on. By his good friend, Tommaso Ciampa. And fucking Chuck Taylor will have a heyday about it on Twitter. So that... I fucking love it. Is a happening. There will be some plenty of great tweets from Sexy Chucky e. T. I can tell you that right now. Now, this this I didn't know about. I feel like I was... Re- someone mentioned it on Twitter. Um, but the authors of Pain... 
I knew about the match. The Authors of Pain are taking on TM61 in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. However, in true 80s fashion, Paul Ellering will be suspended above the ring inside of a steel cage. This is a thing they used to do with managers back in the 80s or people that would keep interfering and stuff. They'd be like, all right, we're going to have this rematch. But this, this person will be put in a tiny cage and suspended above the ring. Can they please do that to Dana Brooke so she'd be like oh a legit little troll in a cage? Oh, my God. So Could you imagine? Do you think... Without the guidance of Paul Ellering, that TM61... Did he even really guide them anyways? He just stood there. He, he's he been interfering, too, so... To well, most win. of the time, they've just been winning, and he's been standing there, so what makes a difference if he's just hanging there? Do you think TM61 wins? I want them to. I think it would be just disrespectful bullshit if the Authors of Pain did. I think TM61 is winning this match. I want them to win... Because it'll give it'll give them a storyline. They're great, and the authors of pain would tarnish that. I think it, it also matters. It depends on what they do with the two out of three falls match. I say if Gargano and Champa win, Champa, then authors of pain win. But if Revival win, TM six one wins, just because whoever wins that's going to challenge for the titles. Uh, Bobby Roode taking on Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. I sincerely hope Ty Dillinger wins this match, but Bobby Roode is over like a motherfucker and will probably be the next person in line to challenge for the NXT championship. We'll see. Ty Dillinger is great. But Ty Dillinger is amazing. I think either way, this match will be great, but I will say Bobby Roode. I still can't look at Ty Dillinger without thinking of my friend James. Like, I can't. I should, I should, why don't I have you saying 10 as a sound bite? As a sound, you do, don't no, you? No, I, I, 10. I mean, I have it on, um, on that episode. I just don't have it on my phone. You know what, you know what number he is on my list? You just made the list! Number 10? Is he 10? 10. <laughs> okay, so. Who is number one on my list? Oh no, it changes. No, it doesn't. Probably Chuck Taylor. Yes. I knew it. Number two is probably Donst. Wow. Uh, My God, what a time. What a time that Donst is number two. Yeah. Well, Chuck Taylor is the fucking love of my life, so. We have the NXT Women's Champion, Asuka, taking on Mickey James in what should be a hoot. Uh, Obviously, Asuka's going to win because they have no more challengers for Asuka until uh, they decide Ember Moon's ready. Yeah, and she should probably fix that shit. She ready. She re- she's been ready. She went in ready. So the and main, everyone knows it. Main event is Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Samoa Joe. Um, I love Shinsuke, but I don't care. Shinsuke Shinsuke is going to win this match. They got to bring Joe up, up top. He's been it's it's too much. He honestly Joe bores me. Samoa Joe should have been the fifth member after Baron Corbin got hurt. I'm oh my god! Yes, I'm just, I'm just saying that's what it should have been. It should have been a surprise. It would have been interesting. It would have made their team fucking stacked as shit. Yeah. I would have loved to see Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, that. But do you think that Samoa Joe would be able to put aside his fucking gigantic ego that's bigger than he is to work as a team with someone, though? I feel like he I feel In like he would instant, fuck them yes. over. I it, feel like he would hardcore fuck them over. Yeah, we'll, we, we will see. We'll see. Wait, who did he, who did he tag with? Not last week. He, he tagged with somebody... On an NXT oh, show, and he, he did won- really good. It was Finn. 
No, 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 no. It was recently. It wasn't last week or was it the week before? Was it when we saw them? No. Smojo wasn't there when we saw them. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was in the main event with Bobby Roode. Who did he? They oh yeah, that, that was that one. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Like <laughs> that one. Yeah, that one. He actually worked as a team there, yeah. despite it being Bobby fucking rude. So uh, Shinsuke is going to retain. I don't think. I think it's time to bring Joe up. I think it's time. It's also Vader time, and Vader Scott time. You just made the list. Uh, questions. Do you have anything else before I go to the questions? Um, not that I know of. Other than you should tell everyone about the sick CM Punk sticker that you got. Oh, I should have mentioned that at the beginning. It's I, fucking sick. I got a CM Punk sticker. It is a drawing of CM Punk. And this is just in a random, you just go on Amazon and type stickers and then buy a hundred stickers. And it's like seven bucks or something. Yeah. And, and I got three of those and they were all fucking shitty. And then John gets a goddamn CM Punk sticker and I'm fucking pissed. CM Punk uh, giving Superman the go to sleep and Superman's face is very bloody. I wonder if CM Punk has seen this sticker. He probably has. That's amazing. He probably made it. I don't think oh, did I did I tell you this is a total side note? Did I tell you that Dan Barry is going to have that picture of Team Tremendous made into a phone case? Oh, I saw you guys interacting, and I was wanted to just post, "Hey, Dan Barry, big fan." All right, bye. He would have loved that. I'm he do mes- that. he I'm messaged do that me. Tonight. He messaged me on Facebook and was like, "So." Uh, gonna make your dream come true. And he's like, there's no market for phone case. You're literally the entire market for this phone case. My God. <laughs> I love Dan Barry so much. So. <laughs> he talked to the guy who designed the picture. Oh, yeah. And I was like, if you can make it a repeating background, I could make it into a phone case. Because you can do it yourself. It's yeah. just the size of the picture is awkward. If you guys don't know what picture I'm talking about, it's just a picture of Team Tremendous that's been like copied a hundred times, and it's super funny. It's very nice. God damn, I love them. So let's see. Holland, after NXT TakeOver, who do you think will potentially make an either, an even bigger name for themselves? My goodness. Um, he's not wrestling, but um, due to his performance in the main event of NXT, I'd say... Um, Mr. Andrade Cien Almas, uh, he will make a bigger impact because he's already better as he's, a heel. He's so fucking good. Uh, let's see. Anybody else here well, that would potentially make even bigger names for themselves? Uh, TM61. Oh, for sure. They they are they are lacking a little in um, personality, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I hear you. They don't like have personality as as individuals. I mean, like you know who, well, you are, one who them, they are, and you know that they're good, and you know that they're Australian, but they're just there. Well, one of them's the serious one, and one of them's the goofy one, which is what they're you know they're doing. Not, I mean, one of them's less. He's kind of serious, but the other one's like the goofy one. That's like every. Yes, yeah. I know. Okay. So that's. I'm just. I'm just. It. it I'm waiting for them to have kind of a a, a memorable personality kind of thing. Yeah. But they are great. Yeah. But they, they lack the, the charisma that, you know, like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa have kind right. of thing. So does this sticker remind you of Pete Dunne? A little bit, yes. Pete Dunne's shirt comes in maroon. Just thought I should mention that. The bruiserweight Pete Dunne. I watched his um, Revolution Pro match with... Podcast favorite Pete Dunne. Podcast favorite Pete Dunne. I watched his match with um, Blue Justice, Yuji Nagata. And my goodness, what a what a hoot that was. Did he kill him? Um, he actually lost. Did he kill him, though? Because I feel they like Pete Dunn could yeah. lose, but still beat the living 
hell out of somebody. I think the because there's two nights. I haven't watched night two yet, but I believe he faces Tomohiro Ishii in night two, and that should also be a hoot. Is his bruiserweight shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees? Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Okay, if it's if it's I maroon, if it maroon, I fucking though. want it in maroon because that's my color. Uh, let's see, Holland. So we see. <laughs> So we see James Ellsworth as a random dude off the street that was originally brought in as a jobber, and now he's gotten such a cult following with the WWE universe. Is it a cult following, really, though? Yes, it is. Okay. All hail the cult of Ellsworth. I feel like people are dealing with him because he's there, not that he has a cult following. Uh, uh, who is your favorite type of this wrestler? Of course, share a story of how this random-ass person came to prominence. There's really only a couple that I can think of. I mean, Barry Horowitz was great. If you don't know who Barry Horowitz was, he was a jobber in the late 80s, early 90s. And he had a jacket that had a handprint on the back of it. And when they, the announcers would say his name, he'd pat himself on the back where the handprint was. Um, he was, he was a jobber. I mean, he was fine. And then he had like a little run where he beat, uh, I think it was Chris Candido body, the body down a skip, I believe it was. Um, so he had a little feud with him and that was fun. I remember watching that live, like, holy shit, Barry Horowitz beat a guy. That's insane. Um, and then I guess the only other person of note like that would probably have to be, um, Oh my, Colin Delaney. Oh, that's a good one. Colin Delaney, who was on... Cute little bugger. He was on ECW <laughs> originally, the, the WWE version. And then he, they did a whole, like, he got a cult following. And then he actually, he's still wrestling today. And he's gotten a lot better. But, I mean, yeah, even back then Yeah, he's in, like, CCW and shit now, isn't he? Yeah. The extremely cute wrestler, ECW. Colin Delaney. I would, I would kind of put Jakob Hammermeyer in there. Jakob, okay, I could well, see that. Not like because, well, Jakob, and then like got like weird cult followings, like Stephen the Turtle Wiener. <laughs> I love Stephen. He's the, the fucking best, but Jakob definitely. But Jakob Donst era, yeah, for sure. Donst era, my favorite era. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, let's I feel like there's one really obvious one we're forgetting, but whatever. Who? No, that's what I'm saying is we're forgetting. Oh. Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what? Another one. They they weren't they weren't random. It wasn't a random dude. It was random dudes. Um. Dunn and Marcos, the Ring Crew Express in early Ring of Honor, were very entertaining, and they actually got a little bit of a following. They were pretty funny. Go check them out. Um, I feel like any weird, weird, weird character in chikara you gotta think if they're job if they're like job guys though i think dunn and marcos qualified as job guys i don't know if really anybody in in chikara is like a job guy I guess. well you mean like i i look at it as if their character isn't a you want that person to win it's like you know that person's like more likely to lose than they oh, want to okay. win so like orbit adventure ant <laughs> or like fucking prakash zabar whoa or my boy, Mr. Azerbaijan. <laughs> Mr. Azerbaijan. Sexiest man in Azerbaijan. All right. So <laughs> Nick asks, who is the smartest person in wrestling? 
Chuck Taylor. That's probably not right. <laughs> that is definitely not right. Now I it, know it's not right. Nick, I should have asked you to elaborate. Like, are you talking like in the ring smart or just in general smart? I would have to say I have heard that surprisingly Raven is the smartest man in wrestling. I feel like I should bring up that Chuck Taylor yesterday said, I sometimes struggle with spelling the word genius, genius, which probably disqualifies me from being one. So disqualified. (laughs) Um, I'd say... I love him. Who's the smartest person in wrestling? Like academically? I mean, Xavier Woods. Oh, well, (laughs) yeah. CM Punk, if he was still in it. Yeah. I don't know. That That is a very good question. And apparently I did not think about it as hard as I should have. Xavier Woods is fucking brilliant. I feel like there's somebody else who's like hella smart too. I'd say Triple H is pretty smart, just ring wise. Oh hell. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. I'm trying to think of who else I could I would think of as like that's smart. John Cena. Oh, John Cena's fucking brilliant. There you go. Dude John speaks Cena. Chinese. The end. John Cena, smart dude. Um, shoot. I feel like there's a woman that's hella smart. Not saying that they oh. aren't. <laughs> Um, I'd say Trish Stratus, probably. Trish Stratus. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's all I can think of right now. Now, I actually, when we when we first started doing this, um, we didn't have any questions. So I was a little like, uh-oh, we don't have any questions. So I posed a question, and I'm actually going to bring it up now. It was in the group. Um, favorite finisher. I saw it was in the group. And then I started naming 18,000 finishers. Um, But do you have a favorite finisher? Photo finish. The photo finish. Is that what it's called? Which is. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Let me look it up. Because that that is my absolute favorite finisher of all time. Hold on. Here we go. Favorite finishers. So it was uh, Darnell had originally posted it. What's your favorite finisher? Mine has to be the rock bottom. Um, That's a great finish. Um, and then, okay, as a child, I love the Macho Man Elbow. Macho Man Elbow is, is great. It's perfection. Um, I said like 15,000. Uh, David said the Styles Clash, the Pedigree, uh, Walls of Jericho. I'm Prettier. I'm Prettier is a good one. I hate almost every finisher that starts from a fireman's carry. Whoa, brother. <laughs> Somebody needs to calm down there. I need to find this. Hold on. Mel loves the DDT, the Tiger Suplex, all right. Red Arrow, the O Face, all right. Nagata Lonk, cool. Jay Tyler said, I always loved the British Bulldogs vertical suplex. It always got me fired up when I was a kid. Fuck yes, dude. That is awesome. Um, let's see. Jordan says the Lion Tamer with Jericho's knees on the guy's head. Jordan, that is the correct way to do the Lion Tamer. That is the best. Let's see. Jim said he loves the Diamond Cutter. The Harlem Hangover. Oh, my goodness. The front flip, yeah, into the uh, into the leg drop. That shit was fucking nuts. That used to be Booker T's finisher off the top rope. He'd just do a somersault leg drop onto a dude. Nuts. Wendell, Paul Orndorff's pile driver. Yes. There you go. Attitude Era, Michinoka Driver 2. Okay, all right. Uh, the Rikishi Driver, which is actually... Um, also, kind of the greetings from Asbury Park, which is one of my favorite finishers. Um, one Wing Angel, yes. Um, oh, the Teardrop Suplex. 
Oh my goodness by Shawn Michaels, his finisher before the super kick. This is excellent stuff. Holland five star frog splash. God damn it. I will find it. I swear to fucking God. Ray Ray. There you go. The Steiner screwdriver, which I feel like somebody has started doing again, either in the indies or, oh, Brian Cage has started doing the Steiner screwdriver. Oh, yeah. And it's scary looking. Yeah, it's fucking very scary. Um, I'm trying to find mine. There's a, I put um, the Death Valley driver when done properly. Uh, technically... John Cena's original finishing move was with the F the FU was well it's the attitude adjustment now the FU was a Death Valley driver but then he started you know doing it more animated and um Perry Saturn did a great Death Valley driver so there you go uh greetings from Asbury Park I love the Falcon Arrow and the Snowplow which I think is a Northern Lights bomb if you want to get technical I need to fucking, I need to fucking find this. I'm sorry. Like, I can't remember the guy's name who does it. Oh, my God. Because I, I remember telling Dons one time, I was like, if you ever did this, I would love you forever. Not that I already just did love you forever. Is the photo finish the, is it the reverse DDT into like this, and they roll around with it? Yes. Okay, that's, that's, um, Cody Rhodes does it. It's called the Crossroads. Um, I, hold, hold on. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think if there's any other finishers that I really, I really love the Alabama jam, which was, um, beautiful Bobby Eaton's top rope leg drop. I fucking loved that shit for some reason. I thought that was like the coolest shit ever. Tough on grease. Sorry. What other finishes? Didi. It's close to it. Okay. I think. Yeah. So yeah. The crossroads probably. Raven's DDT. I also enjoyed. All right, let's uh, wrap this joint up here. It's it's the closest one to my to my favorite finish. I really like that one. I really like the Dirty Deeds one. Actually, the other uh, the first one he did. The first Dirty Deeds. The first Dirty Deeds. Now, um, I have a question. Since we usually record on Thursdays, but next Thursday is Thanksgiving. So, did you want to record on Wednesday? Depends on when I'm working. Okay. Um. All right, I might have a special guest, not Kyle. I haven't decided yet. I have to talk to them and see if they want to come in and recap NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series with us. So stay tuned for that. Do you got anything else? We need to Skype with Dan at some point, too. We do need to Skype with Dan. He has the Skype name. I've given it to him. I don't know if he's added us yet because I haven't recorded Podcastica to see if anyone has added us yet. All right, so here we go. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moonsault. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and rate and review us as well. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music, soundcloud.com slash finallynorth or finallynorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our shirts. That reminds me, somebody went H-A-M on our store, and I have to check what they bought. That spells ham. I have to go double check that. So whoever that is, uh, they bought in bulk, so I don't think it was anyone. What the fuck? I think it might have been Super Segoy cast. I'm not sure. I got to check. Anyway. Support TTR and all the other podcasts, that, such as Super Segoycast. Uh, become a Patreon, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Once again, huge shout out to the Brazilian Fury, Chris. 
for becoming our newest Patreon. We appreciate you, sir. Praise be to Naito. And that's it for us this week. You fucking found it. She found it. What is it? It's it's a Who does uh, it? it's a face buster. Who does it? Bruce Maxwell. Who? His name is Bruce Maxwell. Looks like this. Oh, okay. So um, it is a uh, he gets. It's the a guy. face buster variation. So it's almost like a lifted crossroads. It's fucking sick, and it's my favorite. Sorry, so, I knew I go. would find it. So that is it for us this week. Uh, there's only one thing left to do, so Marianne, if you will... Ring the bell, please. Please.